and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. And my head thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll try to reach you. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a it's been a fun journey. I love it. <clears throat> Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and we're back with a brand new episode. This episode has a theme, and that theme is community building. We're going to be building communities today with two specific individuals, both partnered with HCS Grassroots, the leaders of Europa Halo and GT Halo, two great communities that are quickly growing and gaining recognition in Halo. And there's so many other communities trying to do the same things. This is a great conversation to have, a great way to talk about you know building communities and how you might be able to build your own as well. But before we get into that, we also have our news. We have our trick jump of the week. Let's kick off the news with Maddie Rums from Ducombo.com. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, not too bad. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. You've got some news lined up for me. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, let's learn yeah, about it's it. Not together. That much. <laughs> okay, not that okay. Much it's a light week. week. Yeah. It's a light week. Uh, so, first uh, up was a playlist update for MCC. It evolved all around snipers. Um, they removed the big team battle maps from the playlist on every single game. Okay. But they also added a bunch of maps, a bunch of the classic maps that we you know all know and love from each game. Um, in Halo 3, they re-enabled the radar. It was originally, and then they disabled it, but they did put it back, and they said they'll be monitoring feedback to see whether or not it was a good idea. Okay. There was the one game type, uh, Sniper Hill, but they removed that from every map except Guardian, Citadel, and uh, Heretic, and they reduced the weight on it because I guess not too many people were enjoying that game type. Sniper Hill, is that like a moving hill? How does that work? To be honest, I didn't, never even played it, so I don't even uh, okay, know. But okay. I'm guessing it's a King of the Hill with, uh, you know, Snipers. Sniper. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. And then, You'd uh, think that would be fun, but hey. Yeah. Snipers isn't really my thing because I suck at it, but... <laughs> And then, uh, That's last why we're was, talking about Halo and not playing Halo, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. last up was uh, they are adding Action Sack playlist uh, 8v8 to Halo Combat Evolved. Nice. Combat Evolved. That, so that's cool to still be adding content even to H1 as well, which of course has that call following too. So some incentive to come back to that game, of course, consistently adding new playlists, updating playlists, something that we see every single week, and that's good to see. Let's move over to Halo 5 as a refresh as well in BTB. Yeah, big team, big team battle got a big uh, makeover. Nice. Uh, they improved the frame rate. They added uh, more consistent settings like weapons, and uh, they changed the. St I don't know if they changed the starting weapon. I don't even remember to be honest. But they decided on uh, battle rifle AR starts. Right. It said Classic. that they they tested you know magnums and the stabilized BR versus the I guess the one once they changed it where it had a kind of a spread. But, right. Uh, they went to. They didn't say which BR though, so that I'm not too sure of. No, I believe it's still the, the Halo 5 BR, but unfortunately, right, the, the changes that they made to it. I know the BTB community wasn't happy with that. The classic yeah. uh, BR is stronger. I don't know if it's the other way though. It's like maybe it's too strong. I'm, I'm not sure how the balancing goes for that. And then they, I think they talked about replacing it with, let's say, like a DMR or a light rifle. But those weapons are so powerful as it yeah, is. So it kind hard. of right, it, it affects. Uh, BTB as well. It sucks because the, the Halo 5 BR did kind of hit that sweet spot, but I guess at this time they can't seem to make any uh, significant updates or even set it back uh, for whatever reason. Um, old maps refresh, right? So they look beautiful now as well. Yeah, really I believe nice. it was all done by Forge members, and they did a really good job of it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, in addition to the the old maps, they added a bunch of new maps from uh, Forge. They're called Crossbow, Fossil, Hinterlands, Meander, Panic Attack, Pioneer, and Voyager. Ooh, nice. Sounds pretty good. And I know uh, one person who's been having a field day with this is Ubernick. He's been tweeting about it. He's been getting retweeted by HCS. Uh, you know, all of the, the BTB guys, uh, I can assume Mint Blitz as well, would be pretty invested in something like this. I miss Campy, man. Campy would have a ride with something yeah. like this. Sure, I miss Campy. Campy. Yeah, so uh, I, I know there's a lot of big BTB guys who are happy to see the refresh and happy to see the focus on BTB. And it's something that's, you know, so uniquely Halo, and I hope that it carries over well into Infinite. It kind of got the back burner for the longest time in Halo 5 because of Warzone, right? So it's nice to, to see a renewed focus there. Yeah, um, they also, to round it off, they, uh, they changed a few things to increase the likelihood of objective games ending on a score rather than just running out of time and no one actually winning or hitting the mark. Okay. Uh, in big team capture the flag, they no longer require your your team's flag to be at home base in order for you to score. Interesting. And then on big team assault, they added uh, where you can either hold onto the ball for or the bomb for five seconds to arm it, or you can drop it in the circle and it would arm in 10 seconds. This oh, way wow. you can drop it and still defend. Right, right. And one thing they they uh, added, they you know uh, stated was if you're even holding the bomb for three seconds and you die and the ball remains in the circle in oh, seven still seconds, arming. Yeah, and but it would go for the full ten seconds. So in seven seconds it would arm. So Smart. not until someone actually grabs it and moves it away will uh, it start it disarm. Right, so some interesting changes to the playlist as well. I guess having, you know, not having to cap or have the, the flag in your base to cap speeds up gameplay makes things a little more frantic. And then, yeah, it adds a whole other layer of strategy. You can even die with the ball, but you can still get that capture if you're not fast right. enough to grab it. So I guess that, you know, uh, incentivize pushing in and being more aggressive in these game types as well, yeah. not just sniping the ball guy or whatever it is. Uh, pretty cool. We also have uh, the Halo Draft League Week 4 standings as well, some updates there. Uh, yeah, the in the Champion League, uh, Pillar of Autumn Division, first place is Bronze Boys, second is SV Program Coaches, third is Lucent, and then the Spirit of Fire Division, first place is FTP, second... Spirit of Fire Division, wow, okay. I guess well, there's, there's two, two divisions, Pillar right, of Autumn right. and Spirit of Fire. <laughs> Smart. Uh, first, FTP, second, Waste of Potential, third is your bye week. And then in the Challenger League, first place is Instinct, second is Bed Bath and Beyonce, and third is Platinum's Best. Nice, nice. Good to see uh, Instinct on number one, even if it is not the true Instinct. But yeah. uh, that's good to see. Uh, Europa Halo, who we will be talking to in a little bit, they have some uh, Halo May power rankings as well. Yeah, they they released the power rankings for the month. Uh, Batchford remains at the top of the list. Man's killing uh, it. Yeah. Second place is Looney, third Legends, fourth is Doodle, and fifth is Psyka. And nice. they have a full top ten list. It's up on their Twitter. Awesome. So something nice to see, of course, you know, incentivizing competition for European Halo players as well. And this is for Halo 5. So you get a mix. You get competition going on Halo 3, Halo 5, a lot of different places to play. Uh, just, you know, continuing on, we have events this week as well. Give me the rundown. Yeah, Saturday seems to be uh, pretty busy. You have uh, Breaking the Clutch, Halo Wars 2, E-League, May Open. Okay. Uh, you have your Dream DreamHack Dallas qualifier, which is the final one. So if you're We're almost at DreamHack Dallas, guys, end of the month. Yeah, I think what, there. two more weeks. Yep. But uh, if you still haven't registered for, registered for that, you can now. 
And then there's also the SWAT Nation Cinco de Mayo SWAT Fiesta nice. on Saturday. And on Sunday, we have the Microsoft Store 2v2 series is back. Right. Nice to see that still continuing. The 2v2 series is a way that you can always connect and get you know involved in events in your local community, wherever you are in North America, at least for now, hopefully soon in Europe and something we'll talk about as well. But that does wrap up the news for this week. Of course, guys, if you want more information, all the details on this news, all you got to do is go to newcombo.com. Matty Rums has all of it there with the associated links. You can learn everything you need to know and get involved with local and, and future uh, Halo everywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, Thank you, man, for joining me. Anytime. No problem. All right, that covers our news for the week. And unfortunately, we have been lied to. It looks like clearly me has is unable to make it to the show today. Not sure what he's up to, but he will be back next week with another trick jump. So stay tuned, guys. Of course, you can join clearly me and his group at Discord. If you go at clearly me on Twitter, you can start there. Message him there. He has a Discord. He has a YouTube channel associated. Learn about trick jumping and just join the community. And speaking of community, we got two great individuals. I'd like to welcome both Martin Ohms and Kaylin. Doyle from Europa, Europa Halo and GT Halo. Welcome to the show, guys. How's it going, Alex? Like, hey. Love seeing a friendly face. Yeah, it's nice to see you, man. I don't get to see you in person. I know you guys have an event coming up. I'm, I'm going to find a way to get there. I just I don't think I can get there from the moment it starts, hey, unfortunately. It's, it's <laughs> drop, in, drop in and play. Come whenever you're able to. Yeah. And uh, Kaylin, how you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. Long day, work, and everything else coming into play. But, uh, yeah, it's not too bad here at the minute. I know I had to pull you guys off your busy schedules. I know, uh, Martin, apparently you're watching Reciprocity and at the same time. What are you doing? Yeah, I got I got my second laptop going right here. I'm just looking back and forth. So I see my eyes drift. Keep an eye on that screen over there watching our Call of Duty team play at the same time. But oh this God, is the main traitor. focus. This is the main <laughs> focus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about community building. And you guys are recently part of the grassroots program. Congratulations for that. That's pretty Thank you. Damn amazing. And it's nice to see that 343 is, is showcasing that initiative. We have the tweet right here that uh, about the grassroots program. So Halo, I'm going to preface this uh, conversation here. Uh, Halo is a team game. Some of the best friendships and even relationships have come from playing Halo. Today, both of you run your own Halo communities, bringing together local players, pros, and fans to experience the joy of Halo multiplayer in a setting close to home, making friends, rivals, creating a sense of pride for your city or country, and of course, helping grow the popularity of the Halo community overall. And now your grassroots partners as well. But let's rewind a little. How did you both get into Halo and how did your respective communities Communities begin. Uh, start with who would like to start? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Me? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, 2017, uh, I was sitting doing really nothing and, and just sort of not long. Wait, is this university. how you got into Halo? This is how your community began. So how I started this. Halo in 2017. No, 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 no. I'm a hips three kid, uh, and <laughs> and Halo Data Halo backed me up on that from talking into high school and uh, chatting about like. Getting our fifties, although I never was even close to it. Um, but yeah, from from starting that, like I mean, I got into Halo with Halo Three uh, ah. years ago. Um, always sort of lurked in casual matchmaking and stuff like that. So never never really got into the competitive side until uh, until I got to college or university. Um, and then sort of played a lot more whenever I had my spare time and downtime in between classes and that. Um. Then, like I said, like when I started Europa Halo, it, it wasn't actually originally Europa Halo. People who, who know me well, it actually started as Halo Ireland UK. Um, as, and we're actually from 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 Ireland itself. And just as it grew, it, it just grew even bigger. And, and sort of the demand was there for something like a community center or a community hub like that in the 
grassroots level, like the amateur level for for Europe, not just Halo in Ireland, and and eventually we just sort of rebranded and took the leap to become Europe Halo. Wow. And awesome. big big props to actually Halo Dalahive. Uh, he's a guy who I lived with at, at college, um, and he got me into the whole thing. And sort of as a dare, I mean, I, he's like I kept complaining to him. There's not really that much for European competitive scene like a hub like this. And he says, why don't you make it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so here I am now, two years, two and a half years later, and Europe Halo grassroots. Yeah, wait. So tell me a bit about Halo Data Hive as well, because I know they've been in Halo for a while. They've been doing great things for Halo. So how does how does that work, and how did uh, I guess he kind of inspire you to to kick things off? So I mean, I used to watch him code, like uh, getting bored sometimes, and I used to watch him code and, and sort of dig into the API and that. And uh, we would have went back and forth and had some discussions about like what stats he would track in that. So he's probably right. even watching right now. But uh, yeah, um, sure. eventually. Yeah, eventually, just from playing together quite a lot, you know, I decided, you know, there was nothing like uh, a competitive, really, hub, like I mentioned. Right. Uh, and we started off with, like, a 2v2 tournament and then eventually grew into cups and leagues and, like, here we are now, like I said. Yeah. And so you said you did a 2v2 tournament. Where does that even happen? Is that, like, in your university or college at the time? Or No, no, I mean, it was strictly online it was just like oh, a, it was all online okay and it was very hard to even get people to go i think it was about there was maybe about 12 teams and to begin with and i sort of posted up a little bit twitter i mean it was a year ago back in or two years ago back in march so i mean it sort of looked at the the old days and uh how we started off so yeah, yeah. Interesting, because it's, it's a hell of an initiative. It, it can be hard to even just start or know how to start, where to start. And this is something I want to talk about is just, you know, how we can get these communities started and then how can we grow them from there. But great, uh, you know, first story there. Martin, how about you? Uh, so myself, personally getting to Halo, I was competing at tournaments and showing up to some of these events without even owning a console at the time. Nice. So it was basically because of my friends. So the usual thing and the typical Canadian thing to do was you get home from school you play street hockey until the street lights came on. Then you knew it's like, all right, dinner time. So you you all pack up, go to someone's house, eat dinner, and then we'd play Halo until we had to, to get home. So I was more basically shout out to my friend Michael, uh, Insomniac Falco. He's the one who introduced me to Halo in the first place back in Halo CE. Uh-huh. So it's crazy to, you know, it was, it was a way we bonded together. And it's crazy to think that to this day, all of us who are at that Halo parties are still in the same group of friends we all still wow. keep in touch we're all we're all really close with one another so it's really really awesome to see uh to be able to put that all together so yeah the journey's been a, a very long time now with uh gt halo uh, i guess you could say sort of the community kind of got together in 2006 in aurora at the wow, army events oh. and uh we were able to just have some good Halo 2 events happen over there, but we really didn't make the group. It was a Facebook group uh, until 2008. Okay. Uh, so it was with myself, uh, Kyle Krizen. Uh He's been a huge f- force into the back end of GT Halo. So mm-hmm. it's, re- it's really been with us too and then a couple other guys as well. And it's really just been all of us getting together to where we would host events, just get together at someone's houses. So it was just... We use it as just a coordination, like a 
WhatsApp group or so, the group chat where we you know, right. just simply just chat and organize. Okay, whose house are we going to this weekend? And then it started to grow into something more and more to where we started hosting. Okay, let's do some money events to where we have a we had a mall nearby called the Dixie Outlet Mall, and uh-huh. it had a fleet market inside of it. So we actually would rent on the weekend. We'd rent a space inside of that flea market. And so you go inside a flea market, do your normal shopping, and then in the middle is all you hear some guys yelling on the top of their lungs, camo in 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's coming over, what's the noise over here? And there's just a bunch of guys playing some Halo 3 over here. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that was during our Halo 3 period quite a bit. We did a lot of Lance. And, yeah, we've we've had a little bit of ups and downs, obviously, with uh, right. games and our community getting older. That's always one of the the biggest thing so we lose a lot of people because a lot of people are getting so i started at a very young age but speaking of the other guys who are much older than me already right. have a family kids etc etc yeah, so yeah. it's just trying to refuel i guess you could say and just try to continue to bring in new players bring in new people and continue the legacy of halo right right so actually a totally different story than uh than kaylin right because you guys you started in 2008 i guess that's like the hottest time to be having events but none of it's online is it it's just all all lands you're in people's houses you're in flea markets is that how it works (laughs) pretty much flea markets houses yeah uh, random places we have no we have no idea where it was like basements many basements right Uh, right. mad max burton those guys hosted a lot of lands superman so those guys real, offering their places at the time when land was such a simple thing, like just bring your TV, hook them all together. Four of you play on one big tube TV. Uh-huh. Back in the days when no one would complain about too much about how big their screen is and leg, you know. Right, right. So, <laughs> it's a different time, but it's awesome to see nowadays how much everything's changed and how we've been able to grow. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, continuing that refreshing, I think, was a big thing that you said is just the fact that these communities, you know, at at one point it was the game was massive, but everybody's grown up now. So it's how you get new people excited about Halo again and and kind of restart, have young people, you know, take take the reins and and take over those leadership positions and things like that in the future. Um, So if we kind of go back, like like you said, of course, the Halo franchise had some ups and downs. What would you guys say are some of the biggest successes and some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face so far uh, you know, leading up to the grassroots partnership, of course, that's a big success for you guys. Uh, Kalen, what do you think? Uh, well, yeah, success-wise, grassroots is probably up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like I said, it was kind of, uh, I mentioned it whenever it happened, it was kind of a dream to work with the guys from 343 if, if I could ever get that chance. I mean, I know that Kilo Delhaib's worked with them before in terms of providing stats with them for official events and that. And, you know, I always thought, you know, if I could get to something like that too, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but now, now it's a reality, and it's incredible. Other than that, high points like running leagues with more teams uh, and appeared in an EU LAN. I mean, that was pretty big. We had 34 teams involved in our last league way back last nice. year. I mean, for EU teams, usually you get a, an average turnout for LANs of over 24, 25 teams. Okay. So, I mean, we were... It was logistically, I mean, it was a challenge because, I mean, that, right. that, again, that's some of the challenges that you face with this. Um, because for the most part, until quite recently, it was just me running this whole thing. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so until recently, I mean, we did have one or two guys who helped me in here and there. I mean, like I said, Halo.Hive provided a sweet sub-site in which he was gathering stats and sort of helping me confirm that games actually happened because he was mm-hmm. using the API and... 
and this custom site. But uh, most of the time, it was just myself. Um, I've done a lot of collaborations with the likes of Martin and GT Halo before in the past. Um, and you know that was great to do those sort of things. And I kind of want to do those things in the future. I've mentioned it to him. Um, but uh, yeah, challenges wise, until recently, like it's, it's just been tough getting you know doing it all by myself uh, between in real life stuff between football between right work, right between everything like that because uh you know everything else gets in the way but now like i said there's a team that i have in place uh especially whenever i had the discussions with uh tashi and the guys uh, for the grassroots program i knew that there, t- there was had to be a team that had to be put in place yeah and uh now we've got like my second in command mike he's probably listening and, ho- and he said he would Kill me if I didn't give him a shout, shout out. Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike, uh, he's doing a great job for us now, and we, we, you know, we've some great casters in the EU scene that we've sort of found hidden gems like Joe Sketch and and Monster Bang. Um, so I mean, there's so much like talent out there in EU that that doesn't really get involved in this sort of thing, and I'm I'm hoping to get more people involved and it takes the pressure off me now and gives me less right. less more uh, more room to breathe. But, yeah, right. That would be the high points and the challenges that you sure. get with doing this sort of thing. It's like it's got to be challenging many times just just because of like him just being like geographically just so far, like at least in in Canada, we don't have a large community, but we're we're kind of backpacking off U.S. Yeah. right next door. Right. Yeah. So but yeah, for you guys, it's just it's the distance. A lot of it's online. You're establishing a community in an area that doesn't really have a large community to begin with. So it can be very difficult to do. Uh, Martin. Yeah, I know. So Tony's sending me a message here saying, Martin, hopefully you can join back. I, I thought for a second he was, just I thought he was watching the game. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, he's really into it. He's really focused. He's not blinking. It turns out he's yeah. frozen. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, you had actually, uh, sorry, you brought up a point about uh, collaboration with GT Halo. I think that happened in the past. Or I don't know if you guys meant to do yeah. it. Did it actually happen? You guys faced each yeah. other? Yeah, we just sort of had an exhibition sort of to try to promote each other back way back whenever we only really were starting to get our feet, and I know those guys were well established. But we trying to, you know, we, me and Martin, shared very similar views and and how the community should grow and on our sort of thoughts on how a community should should work. And mm-hmm. uh, we decided, you know, this would be a great idea to have maybe a bit of a uh, exhibition match between maybe four EU teams that were put together against four GT Halo guys that was put together, and um, yeah. turned out to be a really fun actually. You know, experience, and and I'd mentioned to Martin like we'd like to do it again sometime in the future. You hear that, Martin? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, <laughs> if anyone knows in Canada, our internet is not the most reliable. <laughs> Neither in Ireland too. So yeah. So in my, my internet just dropped there for a second. Just did a little reset. So no, hopefully no, it backs. So hopefully I didn't miss too much. You're sitting outside <laughs> on a porch too. I don't know if that affects you. Know, no, no, no. I think it's mainly because I was. I don't know, maybe because I'm watching a couple streams at the same time. Well, that's the thing is we we thought you were just laser focused on reciprocity. You were just watching it, not blinking, but you were frozen <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> um, but uh, we were actually just talking about uh, you guys collaborated one time, like a couple years ago. You had a uh, Europa Halo versus GT Halo online. Well, it hasn't been a couple years already. Is it? Yeah, I, I don't it's, know. Been, it's wow. been about a year and a half. Year to have blue, yeah. <laughs> so we we set up uh, four teams, each of us. Uh, Europa put four of their teams. We put teams of four of our t- uh, players together. We met at square one for ourselves. They played offline uh, at wherever they were playing at, depending on which country. And yeah, we just had a good time. Oh, we were able to get together. Yeah, and it was it's a fun thing to do sometimes, you know, be able to just get a little bit of, I guess, rivalry. Not really rivalry, but but just like some city pride. Or country yeah. pride, you know, just yeah. spell it out. 
with one another because you're playing against people, your local people. You know, it means a lot more. And Martin, for you, uh, any particular successes and challenges that you've had to face uh, apart from, of course, the the success of uh, Grassroots, joining Grassroots? Ooh, okay. Uh, we had EGLX the, as well, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, no, so we had some awesome successes, like hosting an EGLX event twice, which was pretty awesome. You know, we had some decent prize pools for, for those events. Uh, we've had lots of pro players come up through the GT Halo ranks over the years. Uh, so in the past year or so, seeing names coming almost out of the blue, guys like Musa, uh, Druck coming in in the free-for-all, Stress with the streaming, yourself with casting, uh, Throop with casting, you know? So uh, Colton with production. So it's like it's not even just one angle. So it's really cool to see every sort of – put together just seeing different guys succeed in the different areas they wanted to to grow at and that's something pretty amazing to see so some of the successes really you could say are the events or stuff like that but really it's just the seeing what you guys the rest of the community have been able to do you from learning from the halo community and being able to gain that experience to get to bigger places so that's that's all that honestly just seeing all you guys do well is what what keeps me going you know if if i see you guys keep keep getting there, keep wanting it. it, it motivates me to keep wanting to build it there. But, uh, yeah, so on the lower side, yeah, I guess one of the hardest points was during the Halo 4 period. That's kind of when we right. had the transit. It was more of that tra- those transition years when a few of the guys were like, ah, you know what, I don't want to learn or battle in another Halo game. So we were kind of having declining numbers because well, of people were getting older, and it was really tough to find new players to fill in those ranks. Right. So we had that little bit of a low period here and there uh, to where we're, we're hosting old-school events still. So we are hosting Halo 2 with the OG Xboxes events right. in like 2015, 2016. Wow. So we're still doing some of those events. And then Halo 5, I just got the cool idea of wondering, okay, how do I get people to want to show up? It's a different time than before where you weren't too afraid to wear like all right it's in a facebook event let's just meet up there and go there sure. uh, most people are a little bit wary now uh <laughs> than they were about right five, that's five to go to a basement yeah, yeah like yeah. show it to some random guy's house they don't know <laughs> we, we, yeah. we're, people these days aren't as uh i guess you could say open as we were <laughs> sure. Sure. So, so it was trying to decide of all right, where can I find a place where people are willing to want to go to? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, malls are a good idea. Like, So I was trying to think, okay, we had a, most of our access uh, at the Dixie Mall days. So I was thinking, okay, can we do something the same? Then where I got the idea of, okay, Microsoft stores, they have that little space happening behind there where they host like instructional events so would they be interested in hosting halo events so when i went to square one which was the closest to me i met divian and then i guess i could say that for a future question but no well that's that is the (laughs) next question it's convenient because i was going to say like you guys played an important part in 343's uh a recent initiative to hold microsoft store halo tournaments so how did that come to be because i'm pretty sure it was you guys who even kicked it off and i know divian is is not in the same position he was back when he no, was in No, no, so he could he could sort of he could sort of attribute that uh-huh. to to his fancy little promotion. So, but a big shout out to Divian, and you know what? That's what you got to do. You have to be able to open yourself up to cool opportunities and 
think, okay, you know what? If this brings people to the store, this is an interesting idea, then yeah, let's do it. And he took the chance on me and the crazy ideas I, I had and he left it he left it open and let us host a bunch of events. So it was really awesome and we were able to continue going further. Then uh we then we started chatting and saying, Okay, can other stores start doing the same? So we're like, yeah, let's try to do it. So first we talked to Detroit, who has got a big Michel- uh, Michigan land scene. So uh-huh. we did a Toronto versus Detroit match going on. Then we did Atlanta. So uh, we did Calgary. So it's just more than we try to use our influence to kind of get other Microsoft stores to start doing the same thing. And right. then, then uh, when Divian got hired by the front corporate front office uh, it was sort of a thing where okay this is where we can finally bring this and try to build communities all across the world not just north america but you australia wherever wherever it could be and by having microsoft stores in majority of locations in north america it at least gives a central location that people are able to go towards right right so, so is Divian still directly associated with that then? Is that kind of what his role is? Is, uh, it has, it has to do with the Microsoft Store tournaments that we have now? He's the one running all of the, in Okay, the so they just so put him in a bigger the, role to do it all over the place, so basically. All, yeah, so he's <clears> the one in charge of all the Microsoft Stores planning the dates, the prizes. Right. So we have frequent conversations. So I guess one of the biggest things right now is a lot of people are saying, you know what, I already have enough Game Pass, I don't care. We're having conversations. New prizes will be coming in the future events. Nice. So we're having – it's just more – and then try to refresh on the scene because now it's starting to seem like a lot of people have seen enough of 2v2s, constantly Hail 3 2v2s. So start freshening it up, trying to do different formats of different events. And that's the one thing I love doing with GT Halo, just trying to trying out new ideas to come out with huge events. And I think our most popular one is the schoolyard events, the schoolyard format. So – yeah, so let's try, like, hypothetically, let's say we're building a Halo community, because I want to know how can more people get involved in this? How can they, you know, start to build their own community? So let's say we're starting a new Halo community here. How does that work? What does it take to start a good Halo community? Like, so what are some of the things that we would need from Square One? Uh, Kalen, what do you think? Let's start, Kalen. Go ahead first. Yeah, you need an in-guy. I mean, with <laughs> with uh, me, it was Halo Datahive. I mean, he, like, was sort of somebody who was able to guide me and sort of, uh, point me in the right direction with a lot of things, uh, especially with the European community. Okay. Started so small, and uh, you know, you, you get you take your little victories, and, and you get you know, you try to improve everything. I mean, you learn every time you do something. Like if you were running a cup like that, and every every time online, you just gotta keep looking at ways to improve. I mean, like I look back at some of the first broadcasts I do, and some of the graphics that I had for my you know my broadcasts were really poor when I look back at them, but they were all I could do in terms of my own ability and stuff. Like I said, it was it was just me. Yeah. Um, but you always look to try you know try keep improving that, keep keep improving the little things. You know, the little things make the difference. Um, a good a good relationship with your community too. I mean, you gotta uh, understand where some people are having some problems. You know, where you can improve your own relationship with them. Uh, who who you know. How to, to settle disputes. I mean, EU community sometimes can be called quite toxic sometimes, but uh, it's not really. Um, if you know the people who, you know, if you if you're sort of become a, um, they call it a middleman, you can sort of negotiate between a lot of these two parties. Right. Uh, you know, you can you you know you just gotta you gotta learn those things um, in terms of your own sort of 
relationship with the community. But hypothetically, you just got to keep looking to improve in ways you can improve on things. Um, yeah. I know there's a, there's a few guys who I all the time I look to see, you know, other EU communities, Halo France, for example, we want them to uh, stream half of one of our seeding cups for the league last year, and they did a great job of it. And, you know, I have a great relationship with those guys now, and I can see other sort of um, uh, EU tournament organization, organizations um, like Splinter, which is uh, Prisma, who was with us with the Nightfall project, which currently is actually on hold. Uh, if you guys yeah. were waiting for a question on that, um, one of the guys he had some work commitments, and unfortunately we've we've just had to put that whole thing on hold for now. Oh no! Um, but we will come back to it. Um, there's things cooking um, in the background in terms of you know different things all, you know, away from things like that. And you, you mentioned things like um, Microsoft stores. We don't have those here. Right. Uh, I wanted which, to ask you guys about that as well. Yeah. What, what is the situation for my, I know there's something being built in London apparently, right? But that's not yeah, even. I think there's, there's a Microsoft store. I'm not unconfirmed whether it's built yet, but I think there was talks about a Microsoft store. Um, so like we, we've had logistical challenges like that. We don't have our own wee Microsoft store in Manchester or London or Dublin or, you know, it's right. very, it's very difficult that way. And, and that's a genius idea, by the way, Martin. And, you know, there's you guys running that and that's, Something that, you know, I think that was brilliant, you know, looking looking from here, just so jealous that we don't have those things. <laughs> there is yeah. things like I've been in advanced talks with guy, with guys in game. Uh, game are quite a similar setup to like GameStop uh, in the States and in Canada. Right. Um, they have their own wee sort of LAN centers um, now popping up all over the UK and Ireland. And uh, we sort of had talks with them, but it's kind of hard to, because you, you mentioned like transition, sort of we're in the transition years of now in between Halos. It's hard to gather interest. Right. Um, with dwindling numbers and that. So uh, those are something that I think will be, we could look into in the future um, and probably something similar to, to the Microsoft stores, but we, we're working on other things in the future too, in different LAN ideas and that. So, yeah, so that is definitely a challenge. It's like some of the things I was thinking of, you know, for starting a new community and, and one thing you brought up that was really good was also conflict dispute as well. And just the fact that that communication is so important and they're going to run into issues like toxicity and things like that. And being able to navigate that effectively and build strong relationships is so important. I think that's great for maintaining a community. As far as starting it, um, you now I'm blanking on the next part, but you had. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> You're OK. Wait, wait. I talked about like in in my in man, you know, you got to give your oh, contact. Oh, that's it, right. So you start by networking, right? Like finding yeah. like-minded people who are already involved in the industry that you could team up with that can help you start a community. That's a great way to to kick it off. The venue part is a difficult part for you guys. It's like, okay, where do we go? It, yeah. You know, if we partner with game or, or or something like that. And I wonder if the partnership with three four three, and we'll talk about it a little later, if there's some way they can help you or help incentivize that stores like game include your events in their store and say like, oh, we'll tweet or you know, we'll help. Yeah broadcast the fact that these events are happening and then that'll give you more people coming into your stores for your events or whatever it is. Uh, uh, it would be cool if, that, if some of those talks could happen. Um, and then other things I was thinking is like, let's just say you're starting from scratch. Like, what do you need as far as equipment, uh, as far as social media platforms? And Martin, maybe you could talk about social media because I know you're all over the place. Like, it's, it's Discord for some things, it's Facebook for some things, it's Twitter. How does that work? So it really depends on the type of people. So, for example, most of us, we grew up on Facebook. Some people don't have Twitter. They don't. Myself, I I don't even use Instagram or Snapchat or any of those. Discord. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, but some people do. It's whatever you find works with the community, have it set up. So you want to have multiple outlets of communication because some people will only have Facebook. Some people only have Twitter. Some people might only have Discord. So you just got to make sure whatever you post on there, you're posting on each one of those three places that you're able to go. 
It seems like Discord is and, and Twitter are absolutely necessary, though. Like, if you want your community to, to have a conversation, to chat with each other, to set up, uh, you know, to hang out, whatever it is, Discord's the place to be for that, I assume? Yeah, Discord, Discord's really good. Uh, Twitter's really good. <laughs> Facebook really helps to keep the events organized, though. That's it like, right there, yeah. When people see stuff. the calendar, like, you have the calendar, you see the events, I'm able to invite everybody, so people can just log on to Facebook. Oh, where's the event? It says where, what time, everything. So it's a little bit more or in an organized fashion, Facebook is, compared to the other two apps. Right, right. And then, of course, having, you know, uh, like a proper team with people who, like, specialize in certain things. Like, I know, Martin, you have a whole variety of, of like, higher quality content, and we'll show some in a little bit, that was created around the events. Uh, and you would need somebody who, who can work a camera for stuff like that. But I guess, like, if you're just starting with the community, what kind of equipment would you need? you need, like, a, a PC that's reasonably powerful and, like, a mic and webcams? I would even tone it down much less than that. If you're yeah. focusing on a community, reality is it shouldn't matter – about what everyone else is thinking about what your community is. It's about you, a bunch of your friends, or a bunch of local people coming together to enjoy the game you love. Mm -hmm. So some people are so fixated on the numbers, how many people are watching the stream, how many people are, what what ranks everybody is. It shouldn't really matter. It should just be everyone just hanging out, having a good time, even competitive, just getting everybody together. So that should just mainly be the main focus because a lot of people are like, oh, I want to make the community bigger. Work on the community members you do have and work with them to be able to get, get it bigger. So, so it's start just, small and don't be upset about the fact that you're starting small, right? Yeah, and that, that's unfortunately what I'm seeing on, with a lot of communities right now are people trying to start communities. They want that instant success. They want to be able to say, okay, we did one. We want to be able to go bigger from here. Sometimes your next few events might go down, and that's what happened right. to us, probably Europa Halo as well. Not every idea and every every community event is going to do well. It's like what Kalen was saying, constant communication. So like for our, our uh, G2 Halo land coming up at Landlords, really we're good. We're bringing a whiteboard setting up. Okay. What do we want coming up for the summer? Cause of course right, the summer's okay. a big time high schools off, you know, uh, college university kids are a bit on break so what do you guys want to see in the community so it's basically bringing all of our minds together trying to figure out okay what can we do and it makes it feel like the whole community had an impact on what the decisions that are going to be made into the future so that's one of the things i'm constantly looking forward to is just what can others come up with because it's a tough task to be able to organize because none of us are getting paid for what we do i'm not making any money We're, Mm. we're just doing this based off our passion and being able to continue to create these communities so yeah start small just keep just keep it going and just remember what why uh, why are you doing building this community i guess is the best way you could say it it's just are you doing it to try to reach yes having hcs grassroots is a great goal but are, are you nothing without it are you with it i know my words aren't the best right now but it's just more like <laughs> okay it's more we 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 can, we're able to do it regardless, and it's awesome that we're able to work with Halo. But right. at the same time, we're just there to continue doing our own thing. And if we continue doing our own thing, and being able to inspire other communities to grow and keep going with us, that's all we can ask for. That's yeah. great. So it comes from a like a, just a fundamental passion for Halo. It's got to be there. That's, you got to love that, the game. You got to love the camaraderie and the building. Yeah, you got to love that aspect of it and whatever grows out of it of course you have you have far-reaching goals and you want to succeed you want to be a part of grassroots but you got to be okay with starting small right and, and yeah. confident in that um and uh 
there was another thing is you brought up about, you know, and I thought this was really creative, too, is having people, your community weigh in on future events. So, like, what are cool things that we can do? Here are a couple ideas. Or do you guys have any ideas? Like, maybe we, you know, we played zombie. Like, what is it? Um, what's the zombie? Infection, infection or something. Like yeah. An infection tournament or whatever it is. And, and I know uh, consistency and having, you know, organized events is, like, having that all scheduled out is important, too. Europa Halo, you guys have a roadmap, and we'll show that yeah. in the background. Uh, tell me a bit about that and some of the events that you're uh, you're planning and how that can you know bring people out. So yeah, the roadmap uh, it was kind of the whole way we were going to sort of you know sell the idea of grassroots to the guys at Lexashi and that you know how we were going to commit to the, our, our own future and that because we don't normally commit that far into the future. Right. Um, right. But we wanted to freshen things up a bit, you know, try spread the whole format across, uh, you know, four v fours, two v twos, free for alls. Um, and, and like you said, you know, you got to keep things fresh. You got to keep things, get the fundamentals right, as, as sort of Martin had said. And, um, we, you know, we, the roadmap, um, the power rankings, as Matty mentioned, it's kind of the incentive. You, you mentioned it too, Shayway. You know, the incentive, we have a, we have a stats team that gathers stats and sort of now makes a, a point system where nice. there is that incentive for guys to, you know, to stay at the top 10, stay as the number one in the leaderboard. Um, anybody who, who plays in our Europa Cups is, put onto that leaderboard and it, it will have some uh, pull toward the end of the season because we, we have another thing that we want to sort of drop come the end of our roadmap um, that will involve those power rankings, uh, something. Nice. Uh, so all those points will tally up. But yeah, the roadmap is something that uh, we're excited about. You know, we have that team now, team in place to, to deliver that roadmap and uh, yeah, everything's gone so well. So far so good. I mean, we, we had our first cup there, not was it last not last weekend the weekend before yeah. and uh you know we're we're we're, we're happy with it so far yeah, happy with the team in place yeah and i like that the the power rankings as well is that kind of where data hive comes into play i guess yeah he wasn't too happy about me uh what he called scraping his site uh oh, is, that, of, is that what happened Damn. yeah because one of our guys wrote a bit of code for to sort of uh extract information and when i told him about this uh, the other day he wasn't too happy um, but he thought it was going to wreck his site in terms of like pegging his site and bringing it down. But I don't think it's done too much damage. Um, but yeah, the, the we have a stats guy who's in charge, and and that's sort of that's their only sort of uh, you know thing that they have. They they d decide the point system. They decide who's number one, who's number ten, who's number twenty. You know, and 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 everything so far. You know, who's your up and who's going up and who's going down the power rankings. We have guys now who handle the admin side of things. Uh, we have a casting team and we have a content team, you know, so awesome. it's it's something like we, you know, like I said, most of the time it was just myself and maybe one other guy who would have helped here and then. But now we've moved into a team of 10 and, and that's what we needed for the roadmap, you know, so just to get that structure right. Yeah, absolutely. And then any ideas? I know you have like the FFA frenzy and stuff. Uh, what do you think about like creative fun events and like silly one off things like that? Yeah, I mean, like. We we talked about like with the collaboration with GT Halo, um, and right, then, right. Those sort of things we we want to do. We want to bring in something even you know. We, I know we had some discussions as well, sort of something thrown about as well, uh, with in terms of content creators cup. Uh, there's uh, other things we've had like draft cups. We did do draft cups and uh, we've had different we things before. We're trying to look into something like a a melody of. Of cups, you know, you play your first game Halo One, you play your second game Halo Two. That's know, cool. Best of, something like a best of three of, of like a melody of of MCC. Right. Uh, so those are the sort of things we um we we're looking into. We're looking to try freshen things up. I mean, like 
I'll sort of reveal it now, but the end of the the end of the roadmap, um, we're planning to have a European Championship in which you play for your country, um, and you only get picked for your country if you score high in the power rankings. Okay, Intel, Intel. There you go. This is exciting stuff right here. If you're currently watching, uh, yeah. So we're planning on doing like a a European Championship at the end, and your power rankings um, will determine whether you get picked for your country. So we'll have like an Irish team, a Scottish team, uh, and that also. Um, will be across three different events. So there'll be a 4v4, a 2v2, and a free-for-all, but you can't play in more than one event. So you have oh, to okay. get a captain to decide who goes into which team. Interesting. Yeah, so... So more uh, incentive to uh, to compete and get yourself yeah. on a power ranking. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, and just as far as, like, growing, maintaining communities, I, I find another way to, to help, you know, increase visibility of the community is having unique uh, video content as well, uh, one example of this was the Xbox All for One trailer that we have. Uh, Tony, we can throw that up and just watch that for a sec. Hey, Xbox Canada. My name is Martin Ohms, otherwise known as Voodoo Man, and I'm the current leader of Greater Toronto Halo. We're here at the Microsoft Store in Square One for the Halo 3 Master Chief Collection 2v2 tournament. To where we're seeing some old faces mixed in with some new faces to see who is the top players here in the Greater Toronto Halo scene. We're like a tight-knit, you know, grassroots community that lands like at the Microsoft stores like Square One, Eaton Center. We all know each other, we come and compete against each other. I've already screamed once at someone, I got like a 180 no-scope, it was unreal, so. <laughs> this is my first time actually being in the GTA community, but what I've seen so far is everyone's super friendly. I got in the Halo by watching Twitch streams, actually. I had like butterflies in my stomach just walking in here because I know no one here. Like I met my partner two minutes before we started playing. Some teams are like really good, some really good close games going on. Intense like clutch moments in games where you win by one kill or you make a crazy play and everyone this hype is heck. Um, our goal, I mean, if we can win it, I'm all for it. I do see a lot of good competition here, though, so it's going to be tough. So far, we're looking pretty good. I uh, haven't dropped a game yet, so hopefully we keep that up. I feel like gaming now has become like a thing you can do with almost anyone. So I have friends at work, and now we're playing together. When I come here, I play lands, or I play with like friends that are like in the same house as me. Like I just feel like it's more intense, more fun. Oh, it's way more special. When you're with friends, they can like share in the experience with you. You feel like there's like a team bond. Playing with friends and like being with people that you want to be around, it makes it so much better. It's really awesome that Microsoft does stuff like this. It's a really good way to get the community out here. It's natural, it's genuine. You know, this is real fun right here. So that's a pretty awesome trailer. Martin, where did that come from? How did that even come about to begin with? So this was on my, I guess, continued conversations, just trying to continue to outreach to different sources and trying to figure out different things. And I ended up communicating with Matt from Xbox Canada and told him, hey, Matt, we're doing these kind of events at your Microsoft stores. I'm not sure if you'd find this interesting at all. Uh, so just letting you know, here are a bunch of our events coming up. This is what our community is. So basically gave him a whole resume of what GT Halo was. Nice. So we've been in talks for a while. So they've done uh, where we had uh, Moose and myself appear on an Xbox L for One episode and talk about uh, being a Halo 5 professional and how to grow and how to be a pro player. So it was a whole right. segment on Musa on that. And I was telling Matt, hey, you should come out to one of our events and check out to see just to see how our community interacts. So I, we set it up. It took months of planning, but he was able to come out, bring his whole filming crew out to our event there, which was the uh, which was a 2v2 event, L3 2v2 event, and we had 
good number of teams. Everyone was interacting, and we got a good ratio of competitive player, casual players, people meeting for the first time. So it was a, it was a good balance, and that's what we continue wanting to see. For me, seeing new faces at each of our events is always what keeps me really, really happy and just, you know, it just gives you a little thumbs up. So, yeah, we, we're going to have a continued relationship with Xbox Canada going forward. Nice. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I already know uh, they already ordered themselves some GT Halo merch. They really? Actually, That's awesome. They, they own a lot of GT Halo merch, the Microsoft Canada and nice. Xbox Canada folks. So it's really cool to see. And then we'll, we'll show the new merch you have in a little bit because it looks pretty damn awesome. Uh, but that's that's great to see. And one thing that I liked was that there were some recognizable fa- recognizable faces. Like you had Musa there. You had Stress there as well. And I was thinking, you know, another way to help grow these communities or give them visibility is collaboration. Like having, you know, finding some way to work with these content creators like Stress. And we'll play up Stress's interview in the background because you have a player profile on him. Um, and I just thought that was, you know, that's a great way to kind of build up visibility, visibility of these communities. So, Tony, uh, hopefully that trailer goes up in the background. I know uh, on the European side of things, uh, you have people like Uber Nick uh, or yeah. Batchford or Jimbo. Uh, you ever thought of something like that? Um, I know you guys actually sent me the VOD, and I, I was going to break it down. Apparently, I don't know if I should say this or not. Apparently, Dinoshawn and Callus are working on it. So Callus, I, thought, I, did, I didn't know whether they were going to do it, but uh, yeah, you, you sent uh, it to everybody. <laughs> if Dinoshawn sort of like, is working uh, on it, uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, there's different things, but I was kind of like I got that message on the weekend, but I was I was out I was away on the, um, on an adventure. Let's call it that way. Um, <laughs> as Irish people call to the pub. Sure. Um, yeah, no, there's there's different guys, you know, like Batchford. Um, we always want to get involved with Batchford. Batchford's been such a supporter of us. Um, I know you had Jimbo on as well. You know, Jimbo, he, he might have talked negatively about our whole Halo 5 thing, but we, we sort of chatted to him and told him there is a reason for that, and you were going to touch into it too, about yeah. the whole MCC and PC, and, and there's a reason why we, we don't really have anything planned for Halo 3 yet, but there definitely is something coming in the pipework. Um, the likes of Uber Nick, you know, we we've had some sort of brief sort of, you know, passerby moments with with him, um, yeah. and he's fr- and he's from from my own country too. He's from the Northern right. Ireland too, like so. Um, so there you go. You know, nobody on the, from the UK other than two Northern Irish lads um, on the on the grassroots program. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the EU seen the streamers. I, I would expect those guys, some at least maybe Jimbo and Bashford, to be on the grassroots program pretty soon in terms of content creation because they're they're throwing out some great stuff. Right, right, yeah, and and I mean, yeah, and some of them like Uber Nick is already on the program himself. He's not as much of a competitive player, but still, I think like a good person to try to find a a way to collaborate with as well. And yeah, so I I know anything that Dinoshawn creates is going to be amazing. So we'll see what he has. But he had sent me a message saying like, Alex, are you already working on it? Because I was going to work on it. So maybe they're mm-hmm. doing that one, or depending yeah, on what they. Do. I didn't I didn't know I didn't know which one. I thought you might have gone for one of the other games, but it's okay. Right, well, <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. I haven't even I haven't actually checked it yet. So like, what, I'll I'll just kind of see what they have and. Then <laughs> yeah, and then maybe I'll go and, and check it out as well. I honestly, I don't, I don't know. There's so many different things I want to be able to do and, and, and figure out. So, uh, but I do think that's a that's a good way to help you know you know build visibility and and help you guys out uh, and you know help out the community overall. And that's that's one of the difficult things is like you said about the Jimbo interview is the fact that you're not really focused on Halo Three at the moment. It's so you know it's frustrating, it's upsetting, but they're basically like two different communities, aren't they? Like I, I know that. You know, you guys are your Europa Halo is focused on Halo 5 right now. GT Halo has now become focused on Halo 3, but a lot of your your GT Halo guys were Halo 5 guys, and they're not really playing Halo. Like I know Stress isn't playing Halo 3. Does that like make things very difficult for you guys as far as events popularity? Martin, I can't hear you right now for some reason. You're uh, you just 
You're muted, Martin. Yeah, I'm muted. Yeah, okay, I, I realized that as soon as I talk, I'm like, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's one of the things that I want to be able to tackle at our upcoming land on May 25th. It's What's just happening there? Uh, it's just because we have the, you just said it, we have a lot of Halo 3 players. We have a lot of Halo 5 players. How can we find that middle ground and try to satisfy both sides, you know? Come up yeah. with events that both people would come up with and be happy with. So, yeah, well, we'll we're going to hopefully wait and see. And, uh, yeah, like you said, some people are sticking to the Halo 5, like Druck and uh, Stress. And then you have some guys who only play Halo 3, like a Burton. So right. it's interesting right. to see. Yeah. I know that's been kind of uh, difficult. We'll talk a little bit more about that in MCCPC and stuff as well. Um, and then we have how can organizations profit so that they can continue to invest in their community, which is something I know is very difficult. Martin, you're saying you don't make any money for something like this. No. Um, you do but, have your merch, which uh, yes. let's let's show that real quick, uh, Tony. There it is. That looks lovely. Oof, love that. Love uh, that. Shout out to Acquire and Mike who put up the sign there. Uh yeah. It was, it was, it's me spitballing. I was trying to say, try to put as many Canadian things, but for that helps. Seriously, on the shoulders and on the both See, arms. I was different like, hey, you want to be able to recognize us when we step into an arena, all right? Oh, <laughs> so it's, it's really awesome. But, yeah, one of the things, too, uh, I guess, profit, all of, we do make a portion of the sales of the jerseys, and all of those portions have gone towards uh, venues or prizes for other events. So we, that was one of my thoughts of, okay, how do we get people to, like, how do we invest in people and trying to figure out, okay, people want to have something or have a reason to get it. And that's one of the things. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Kellen or Kalen? Sorry. You're okay. Uh, merch wise, we got, we, we are all free cups. We've never really had prizes. And um, we had one big prize for the league last year in which we, you know, teams entered. Uh, eight pound a team uh, over the 30 teams which was a good take anyway and then they sort of split the pot a wee bit um, but in terms of like that we we have nothing all our cups are usually free um, we don't have any right. merch we might have stuff there is like I said there's stuff coming in the pipeline and maybe we'll get some merch for that awesome. but uh, yeah so the, just watch this space that would be for me um, <laughs> we, we don't have no money yeah. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm hoping is that, you know, somehow we get sponsorships and stuff involved as well. Things like, you know, HDS Grassroots kind of giving you visibility, maybe encouraging something like a sponsorship to get involved and help you guys out. Um, now, and let's talk about Grassroots a bit because you, of course, you're both partners. Uh, how did that, that come about? So tell me a bit about how Grassroots happened and then what does that mean for your respective communities? Uh, Kayla, go ahead. Do you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I applied for it way back when it was announced, you know, first first day one, and when all the stuff came through that people were getting rejections and that, I was kind of worried about, you know, what was the status of my own application. We never had uh, to work for it either. Like, you guys are the first yeah. kind of, like, organizations, so to speak, to be a part of this. Yeah, I know, the two of us, uh, it's been great, actually, just to, you know, that we're we're the sort of the torch version of this. Right. Uh, but, like, you know, I, I got an email, I decided to look at my, uh, my emails. And somebody talked about like the MCC piloting emails being in the spam filter. Um, and I decided to look there and there you go. There was a message from in your uh, spam. Oh my God. From Tashi and the guys, you know, in the spam being like, you know, <laughs> grassroots application. Uh, let's have a chat. And, um, yeah, we had a chat and everything went, you know, pretty, pretty well. And, and, you know, we, we got offered a place in the grassroots. We had, we had, you know, we were on the right same sort of, you know, 
wavelengths in terms of uh, you know our thoughts for the community for Europe right. and um, you know where the current state of Halo is and that and, and how we could support it. So uh, it was a great conversation and then you know I heard that GT Halo was was going to be also on the program and, and I got excited for those guys because I know those like Martin and all of these such such a huge amount of work for their own community and, and I was really happy for them. Yeah, Martin, how'd you find out about it? Is it in your spam folder as well? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so it was one of those things where it was in the back of my mind, thinking like, okay, what could HCS or three four three really do to help us? So it's more, it's like, you know what? I might as well put in uh, put in an application, put it in forward. Very familiar with three four three and uh, working with Microsoft. So I had a conversation with Divi and I had a time. It's like, you know what? Should we do this? And he's like, yeah, just do it. You never know what can happen. And I get a message back. Uh, I got an e- uh, email and a message from Tashi, and just went from there. Yeah. So, I mean, now that you guys are partnered, what do you think are the biggest things 343 can do to help you guys out with your communities? For me, uh, probably just a lot of promotion, you know, a bit of guidance and, and promotion in terms of, you know, where we can go uh, for the future. Right. Like, we're, we're going to be involved in some stuff. Uh, we're, we're in talks about things like a LAN, and, and I'll say that, but that's all I can say. Um, okay. But uh, they're they're given guidance in terms of you know what, what what where we should go and how we do things, um the likes of the the, the skins and that you know to be able to give away to the community to the guys who play in our cups, um, but uh, you know that it's good to have those experience and, and it gives a bit of recognition you know you know you carry that bit of reputation and, and prestige now that you're on this grassroots program right and right guys who, who like stressing that, you know, I was watching a stream the other day and he was like, oh, it's Super Halo, same Super Halo's in the grassroots program, you know, he would never have heard of us and, and you know, things like uh, whenever I play online with the Gamer Tag Europe Halo now, you know, I get messages and that, so it's uh, it's it's good to have that recognition and that and just that bit of exposure in All terms right. of into the Halo community as well, just if anything. I mean, we, we don't, we will not have like Microsoft stores to go to. I mean, everything for us currently is going to be online for, for at least for the near future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's something they can do. Like we said, like in regards to venues and, and talking with, with game and, and stuff like that and trying to get more lands. And yeah, you said you were, you're kind of looking into land possibilities. I won't pry on that. Um, as far as like, like prizes, incentives and stuff like that, do you guys think the grassroots codes are enough? Is there some way you think that they could deliver more? I feel like it'd be awesome to have controllers or a digital oh, yeah. code for like a game or something. Like those are like big incentives to, to really so- get involved. Something yeah. like a Game Pass or something would be pretty good. Maybe, yeah, maybe more Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, like a Game Pass for a month or something, a code for Game Pass for a month or yeah. uh, something like a Microsoft credit, you know, or Xbox Store credit even would be something. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe something they don't want to take a chance on with Europa Halo, but uh, it'd be it would mean a lot to us even anything at all. Um, the codes is great and I really appreciate it. And um, you know, it's it's something that maybe in the future would be nice to have. Awesome. Martin, what do well, you think? For for ourselves, you know what? It's just a, it's nice to have that recognition, I guess right. you could say, more than anything. You know, it's just like, okay, Halo knows what we're doing, and they're supporting it. And our goal really is continue to do what we're doing with GT Halo, continue to grow, coming into the next phase of Halo, what's going to be a very exciting time. And 
I guess what one of the things I'd love to do is just continue to see other communities and see other people try to grow their communities. And I, all I want to say is to be able to say here, welcome. Oh, no. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, the timing of it was perfect. Dude. He's okay. And there goes Martin. Welcome to uh, the end of the broadcast from uh, from Martin there. I'm assuming he'll come. He'll come right back in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and what I what I do want to do is transition over to talking about uh, MCC on PC. By the way, guys, I forgot to mention this. Uh, anybody in the chat? I know you've already been asking your questions, but uh, and Tony's been doing a good job of making sure that happens. But of course, we're doing a Q and A at the end of the show. So any questions that you guys have for both Europa Halo and Martin from GT Halo, just feel free to drop that in the chat. We also have our ongoing grassroots giveaway. All you have to do is type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. You'll be entered into the contest. We can figure out who wins at the end of the show. You get a BR skin, you get a nameplate, some sweet goodies, same kind of stuff that uh, I know Europa Halo you've been giving out as well. Um, yeah, and then I guess we'll get you to kick off the, the uh, discussion then. Uh, so Halo MCC is coming to PC. What do you think that means for your community? And this is part of the reason, I guess, why you're holding off on the Halo 3 events. Yeah, I mean, like Halo 3, we do support in in small ways. We mean, we ran two Halo 3 Cups at the start of this year mm-hmm. before we had the roadmap. And logistically, nightmare in terms of trying to get a stream up a broadcast. Yeah. Uh, absolutely horrible because, you know, you're relying on guys that, that I'm picking Mixer, you know, mixer grabs or Twitch grabs to try to get one person on either team to sort of get their point of view. And I know you probably oh, look yeah, at yeah, yeah. that sort of thing too whenever you look at your your breakdown of analysis and that. And and you probably can see how difficult it is to understand where everybody is, where the power weapons is, where's the times. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, yes. it's so difficult. So yes. logistically, that, that's that's difficult to do, especially when you're trying to cast or you're trying to broadcast. Um, and if somebody's stream cuts out, you only have one stream. If somebody decides to stop streaming, you know, you, yeah. you, you made up none. Um, so we tried to keep at least two people on each team when we had to try stream as best as I could. Um, but in terms of like where we wanted to move forward with Halo 3, uh, we just weren't sure. There's so much uncertainty about, you know, Halo 3 on PC. We weren't sure about what's the story with it, if it's going to come out you know, anytime yeah. soon, when it's going to come out, because we know that Reach is going to be piloted first, and we don't know whether it's going to be one every month after that, or whether it's one every two months or further. Um, yeah. So it's, it's hard to sort of judge that we could have something down in the calendar, and then all of a sudden the entire community moves to PC. Yeah. And maybe I don't have the capabilities of this, you know, this crappy PC that I have here that's been with me oh, from no. uh, my college days that I haven't so bought. That's what you need from 343 is the, uh, yeah, the PC upgrade. <laughs> so let me down so many times. Um, Please, Santa. Graphics card isn't the best either. A forty-pound graphics card that I got whenever I was Jeez. in uni. So, like, uh, like I said, I don't make any money, and I don't try to. I try to put as little as possible into it too, because I have so many other things in terms of like a mortgage and that. I understand. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's 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 hard to sort of judge where where the status is with Halo Three and the PC. I know that. It, it's going to be different in the future whenever it jumps to PC. Will the community jump with it? Who all is going to be there with it too? Um, is there going to be an appetite for it? Because it, the whole thing, Halo community is just in transition and we're not going to know until June 9th right. about maybe any ideas about where we're heading. Right, right. Um, before we get back into that, Martin, we had cut you off or you you'd, you'd disconnected at welcome. You were like this. And I, I don't know if you wanted to finish that thought from what happened. Something about welcome to the the our community type, I don't know. <laughs> Are you muted again? Yeah, it's, I'll figure it out. 
<clears throat> but yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the biggest bottleneck with Halo 3 is the theater mode, for sure. Oh, yeah. for, from from an analysis perspective, like if I want to analyze anybody's broadcast, it's difficult to get in there. I can't see the player outlines. I can't tell what players are easily to explain how a play is being broken down. It just is challenging for me. I can do POV analysis. That works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I plan to do a lot more of that, especially as we lead up to, uh, to the event on May 30th. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to run an online league, how do you do that? You would have to get yeah. people to agree to, to all stream at the same yeah. time, every time in order to have, and then you'd have to multi-twitch it. So it's just, yeah. it's a nightmare. Um, so yeah, so no spectator mode, no spectator, no spectator mode. mode. Yeah. That's the biggest Sorto. issue there. Somebody had mentioned, okay. um, sorry about, about that. Like, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Somebody had mentioned <laughs> that the code actually had existed. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I don't know whether 343 would throw the resources into putting something like an observer mode in, given the would fact that it would be awesome with the, the transition over to PC. That yeah, be- it would be good, but I don't know whether they would actually throw the resources into it, given that we're so close to possibly uh, infinite release. I mean, w- would they bother doing that whenever we'll only have a year of Halo 3? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Martin, what do you so think? Remind of, uh, me on the point I was on earlier. I don't know. You're right. at welcome. You're you're just talking about, I guess, uh, you know, joining grassroots and and what that means for for you, um, and I guess just kind of having the recognition was the biggest thing that you were wanting. Yeah. Towards. So uh, first of all, yeah, you I'm turned here, into, I was watching the oh, game. Okay. Okay, so good. so I'm using I'm using my other. Oh, no. Apologize. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, recognition and just seeing communities grow is. The- okay, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is with your microphone, but every now and then it's turning into like C3PO, like you disappear kind of, and then so as long as you're able to keep it consistent, then we're good. But uh, I otherwise I just have to kind of infer. <laughs> anyway, I, as far as uh, MCC PC, what do you think about like? Because we know that it's coming out in the PC. Um, what do you think that means for your communities? Is where we were at. Oh, okay. That's fine. This man's playing hard to get with me. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. We'll we'll just keep. He'll keep trying in the background, guys. Uh, and then yeah. So MCC PC is kind of the the bridge between now and Halo Infinite. And then mm. like with Halo Infinite on the horizon, what do you think? And I mean, okay, maybe we should just get Martin back because I. <laughs> I'm trying. No, I'm trying. Actually, I'm trying every scenario. Trying everything. Yeah. Now, guys. Is it any better now? <laughs> it is better. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm having nightmares today. I apologize, guys. But yeah, PC, you know what? Uh, it's gonna be interesting because, like you said, with the vast community on the PC community, uh, I think just because of being in Toronto, we have such a diverse community in everything, where we should be fine. Right, right. That's fair. Um, let's let's continue it, and then we'll go to the Q and A real quick. Just to, it'll make things easier. But I think we got the the bulk of like what we wanted uh, to discuss covered uh but with halo infinite coming out and you guys having all this experience in you know building and growing communities uh what do you think are some of the biggest things halo infinite needs to have to help inspire and grow more local halo communities i know halo 5 in the past had issues with regards to lan connection and stuff it took them a while to get that that lan update um what do you think is some of the things infinite would need um like you said true lan from the start uh forge from the start Observer from the start, you know, everything that Halo 5 rolled out eventually, it needs to be in it from the start. And I don't mind if we, we are going to wait those extra years or so just to get it. But as long as all those stuff is, is actually in the package that is infinite, then, uh, you know, it makes everything easier for us. It makes it easier for you. You know, you breaking down things. I mean, yeah, uh, it was all your content too. 
um, with uh, the likes of uh, running local lands and stuff, you know, you'll have an easy setup in terms of broadcast. The whole observer mode that they have installed in the Halo 5 is excellent. I mean, you get everything, everything in terms of power up uh, or power weapons and that, you know, who has it? Uh, well, you know, positions on the map. Um, but like uh, Infinite, you need to you need to have we don't know what what it's going to be whether people are going to play it competitively on PC or whether it's going to be Xbox whether it's going to be cross platform yeah um it's it's hard to tell at the minute uh and and that that can bring its own challenges too for the likes of community organizations because you know not everybody's going to have or the small game not everybody's right. going to have a bulky PC that's going to be able to play this um and mm. be able to stream at the same time so yeah there's a lot of challenges with infinite and uh like i said hopefully we get some answers in june right Martin, what do you think <laughs> i muted again ah rip dude the struggle's real right now okay for some reason like I'm pressing, I'm pressing my and yeah it's weird infinite it's just okay. Oh, we gotta we gotta play. Right, we'll right. Be able to if it goes to PC. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just funny listening to you right now. I get I get like one word that's like nice and loud and audible. Everything else I'm like trying my hardest just to and then you're muted again. Um, but I the biggest thing I would say just out of like out of what both of you guys said there is uh, it seems like crossplay might actually be the best thing then. Like having it like as accessible whether you're a PC player, an Xbox player, maybe not making crossplay a necessity for competitive play, but having crossplay available so that you can play on your Xboxes, play mm. on your PCs, whatever, and allow, you know, these communities to be built on whatever device you have, essentially. Um, yeah. And then even kind of improving mouse and keyboard support on Xbox, because it's already existing, like it's just something mm. they've, they've started. I wonder if from the get-go it was, I mean, and this this really brings up a whole debate and discussion about whether or not, you know, you want your mouse and keyboard for Halo, because some people think it's going to ruin the Halo community. But if it was possible to play mouse and keyboard on Halo, uh, then you get to choose, right? Like, it's like the Fortnite community. They choose if they want to play a controller, if they want to play PC, and they all come into the Microsoft Store, they all have the event together. Um, yeah. Well, I think that, like, uh, I'm not big into the Call of Duty scene, but don't they play everything on PS4? They do. Competitive is yeah. so, all like, PS4, yeah, which so is an option like, as well. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to probably be the same thing that we're going to look at uh, or going to face us whenever Internet comes out. I mean, what do we or play on? Do do we, yeah. yeah. I mean, do we play it all on Xbox, but then you isolate all the PC players? I mean, guys like... Uh, Ninja, who'll be, you know, definitely who'll be on board by the time that comes all around, you know, you'll have such a, a big uh, community being isolated if it does be competitive all on Xbox, but I know a lot of people will be annoyed at that. Right. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, it does depend. I guess it remains to be seen, um, but you're right. Yeah, it could just all be competitive Xbox, but still have PC available, and you can have a PC-specific mode like how Call of Duty has the Battle Royale mode that a lot of PC players will play. Um, just to kind of wrap up here, we've got our Q&A at the end of the show, of course, guys. Thank you for including your questions. We've got uh, Viable Manatee uh, says, best admin in EU. Mm, that's Mike. That's Mike, Mike. Number two in command. Yeah, why is that? Uh, he, he's our new admin. So uh, Mike's been handling a lot of our um, 
our admin stuff, and he did a great job with the last couple, I have to say. Um, and he's looking to, his, his sort of role is to uh, start making smaller cups for Halo 3 um, that won't be broadcasted because of logistic reasons, but we'll be able to give admin support for those cups. Um, so he, he's uh, starting to learn the ropes and, and um, getting way more involved, and he's getting better every time, every item we have, he's getting better at it. Awesome. Shout-outs to Mike once again. Uh, Matty Rum says, uh, what factors do you both take into account when choosing a location for a LAN event? Europe, um, for Europe, it has to be, it has to be quite a, I think it's, no, so while you were talking, I was fixing my up at the same time, Uh because I'm like, okay, this mic at least works. So at least we have something going, right? Okay, you got a mic? Okay, well, the question was, uh, yes. what factors do you both take into account when choosing a location for a LAN event? I guess it just depends on what kind of event we're putting together. So what what is my main goal of the event? So for me, if I'm trying to bring in new people, I'd try to think of a central location that's close to public transit or something that's open for many people to get to or someone who doesn't know or isn't too afraid to go towards. Whether if we want to just have, you know, a fun land or a good environment, yeah, would pick uh some locations so fortunately we have rodney who's an old gt halo member opening a gaming center in toronto right by the christie subway station now so it actually gives us a venue for us to hold Wait, is that landlords or is that another venue that's landlords yeah so okay okay so it, yeah it's, so, so it's really cool for us to have an, an extra place but if we want to grow it's just trying to work with other communities. So what we've done for EGLX to happen is we worked with the Smash community, we worked with the CSGO community in the local areas and try to build it all together where we had a small piece in the whole pie. So like in order to do something bigger, you can't work by yourself. There's many there's many other games out there, there's many other communities. We have I have good connections with the fighting game community, Gears of War community. You got to get to know the other gaming communities and how they succeed as well in your own area. So, like, Toronto, we have so much, like, Overwatch is massive here. So what are the Overwatch community doing, and how can I learn from that to be able to grow our own community? That's a good point. Um, yeah, Kaylin, I think, like, especially with the FGC community, all of it is land for the most part, right? Like, they all go meet each other at local venues. So I, I think, yeah, finding ways to collaborate with them, you might actually find venues and, and opportunities. I, I'm not really sure how you go about it, but but I know FGC is a good place to go to. Like, there's a local Smash scene in everywhere. There's got to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's it, it just it exists for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it doesn't exist, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we, we uh, would probably, I mean, London is probably the only real place in Europe to have a LAN uh, sure. because of how central, you know, London has, like, four major airports itself. And, you know, it's easy, cheap enough flights in terms of getting from the likes of France and Germany. Sure. Um, I'd love... Want to be at my back door in Dublin or Belfast, uh, but that's never going to happen. I mean, uh-huh. I always would have loved something like that, but you know, it's just logistics; it's not going to work. Um, London probably the only real place. I mean, venue-wise, we've had some. We've been lucky enough to have some great venues recently um, in terms of Wembley and the Gfinity Arena, which is, you know, it shows how you know repurposing something like an old cinema um, or theater uh, is is so great for the esports scene because i mean it's such a you know you see it on stream you know it's such a great uh, environment for for esports um i mean they do so much work with like fifa and stuff too and street right. fighter and, and and rocket league and you know it just makes you if, if you get on main stage there you know you'd just love to be a main stage there it's just that sort of whole hype about it and um the camera work and the, and the content that those guys create 
But yeah, uh, Lan, I can already see for for future stuff. Uh, maybe maybe Paris. I mean, I think there's been stuff in Paris and and Germany too. But uh, mainly, I'd say anything in the future will probably be London for Europe too. Okay, fair enough. And yeah, nice to have uh, Gfinity close by as well. Great menu option. Um, Warlord says, uh, any ideas when we're getting a EU LAN event? Okay, well, <laughs> it's kind of kind of answered that. <laughs> I could give you dates, but uh, I can't really say, or I'll be shot. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> say too much, you're going to have to kill somebody. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but it does sound like there's talks about it. There's a there's a chance yeah. we could be getting one, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, the Hyperactive, how many teams have gone uh, onto a pro league from both of your organizations? Jeez, okay, I got to think about it. Teams like teams. a full like a full players, team or players because we are I guess you could say for full teams you can look back at Amp Energy North of Forty Nine End Results have all made made huge results in the top sixteen during the Halo Three period so guys like Krizen Dark Scorpion Moniz Mad Max Young City those guys have all done very well during those Halo Three periods Halo Two periods. Uh, Halo 5, I guess you could say right now, Musa and Druk might be two of the bigger, most familiar names for people, but guys like Burton have always been uh, battling there at near the top. Uh, Snipedown was a temporary member of GT Halo. Can we count him? <laughs> right, where he's in Toronto, Toronto for a short time, wasn't he? Yeah, so he was. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, guys like Druk who are winning free throws, Musa's again up there. So, uh, But in the past, yeah, we had a lot more names. CE, we had the bow. Uh, crap, I gotta think here. I'm thinking way back. Uh, Dark Scorpion, I imagine. But yeah, if you look up End Result or North of 49, Amp Energy, uh, Piggy, who was on Yellow Dragons with Wise, uh, and those guys, they had some great results during Hail 3. So it's because reality is for what I think makes both of our communities be different than many others is that we're in locations where it's not the easiest to attend events. So you want to be able to go to our events and go achieve well in our events to build that confidence to want to spend that money to attend, let's say, an HCS event. And sure, sure. Yeah. In terms of Europe, uh, Europe Halo, we've pretty much nearly had everybody who's went on to really gone on to do a pro league, something or other uh, in our cups. I mean, Jimbo won our last Halo 3 uh, free-for-all cup. Um, we've had market guys who have constantly been big supporters of us. And uh, nice. same with, like, Bashford. Um, I think if you looked at the power rankings at the minute, you know, the likes of SLG, Shady, you know, these guys, they've all been big supporters of us and, and played in our cups and competitions. And, you know, it shows us some of the quality that we've had in the, in our leagues and that, you know, these guys have gone on to be in world championships, represent EU and that. So uh, from the Halo 5 side of things. And more recently, we've had guys like Jimbo and that who are going to go off to play in DreamHack now with, uh, with his, his own squad. Yeah. Um, on the EU side. So, uh, yeah, we, we do have a lot of talent in, in Europe that play in, in the Europa Halo side of things. That's awesome to see. And, and hopefully that inspires more people to get involved and, you know, become part of that initiative as well. Uh, Miss Maley, me please. Uh, has either org been approached for community input for Infinite? I don't know about <laughs> community no. input for Infinite. That'd be pretty amazing to be approached for. No, but that's, again, that's... Not the goal, I think, of our communities. But, yeah, we, uh, we've we been approached by Microsoft and Tier 3 on how to grow, help grow communities. Sure. If that helps. Okay. <clears throat> no. Yeah, not yet. Cannot comment. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the hyperactive, again, uh, question, will Halo 
move to mouse and keyboard or stay as a console thing? We don't know. What do you guys think? I don't, I don't no idea. Like- no idea. You know, if it does, if it does look at Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six was able to do it from moving from a console competitive scene to a PC competitive scene now. And I feel like Rainbow Six didn't have the same kind of like long standing follow up. That's why. Yeah, right. Because they They weren't. But but the thing is, right now, you're still seeing a lot of the same names from that console to PC. Interesting. So people are able to, like guys like Laxing, were able to make that transition, or Skies, or Geo. So you might see a lot of those guys. I know Snipedown, for example, has been practicing here and there, learning a mouse and keyboard. I know some of the other guys are starting to pick it up, too, just to be able to get familiar with it if it does happen to switch. If it does... It happens. It, it it happens, and if it doesn't, you know what? It doesn't. And I'm not. I, I've learned not to be closed off to any of these opportunities. We'll see where it goes, and I'm not worried about it just yet. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting, um, especially with the the sort of nature of Halo. I mean, it's going to be very easy. You know, people with mouse and keyboards going to absolutely wreck and clean things up with the sniper. Um, and yeah. rockets and that, you know, power weapons waste. But I mean, it's going to be still very difficult to get your four shots off on your on your PR or your pistol, especially with keyboard and mouse. So I think there's going to be a bit of give and take in both console and, and keyboard and mouse. Yeah, yeah. One thing I have realized though, guys, if you're worried about the transition, I, I know I'm one of those people who just play console. I don't have very much experience with mouse and keyboard, but recently I've been trying to get into mouse and keyboard as well. And I find that if you're good at aiming on console, it's the same. Like the same things, like the, the mm. mental kind of uh, muscle memory, yeah. the mentality, yeah, what you built mm. up over time directly transfers over to PC. You'll see it. You're actually going to notice that you're hitting shots that you're having a lot of trouble flicking and hitting on control stick way yeah. easier. Like those flick shots will just kind of come to you, and you, your brain's already kind of wired for it. So I think the transition is definitely possible. It can be made quickly uh, if you put that time in. Um, though I, I could see them sticking with console. It's definitely possible because COD's mm. done that. And, uh, and they've been relatively successful in that field as well. So we'll see. It remains to be seen. Um, uh, SK Anarchist says, uh, so question for Martin. Any chance you have information on any Halo 5 events at Microsoft stores in the future? Uh, it's a conversation I'm currently having with Divian on how to switch up, have different types of events. So I can't say if there's going to be Halo 5, is it going to be Halo 3? But it, on the next, I guess, phase, you can say don't expect just Halo 3 2v2. You'll be seeing some variation. Okay, cool. And That's all I can I... say right now. Sorry. No, that's fair. Um, one thing I've noticed, though, is there's three Microsoft stores in Toronto. Do you guys have one location that all the events happen? Is it Square One or is it Yorkdale? Because it, it never happens at Eaton Center. And and if it is at Eaton Center, then the people who come to Eaton Center have no idea what GT Halo is, and I'm there telling them about it. Yeah, so, so the thing is we've hosted events at all three locations. And it's kind of annoying. It should be a one, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's like what – that's kind of what that's what constantly that's why we had to split up and say okay who's going to be the one to host these two v two events and Square One said okay we'll take it over right. and uh, no we still have your events at Yorkdale and we want to have events at Eaton Center it's just that we found that at Eaton Center a lot of our players so it's just knowing where your community is based the majority of our community is actually based outside of the city which is mm-hmm. quite interesting. So getting to it's Toronto, getting into Eaton Center is actually much more difficult. So we found that a lot of the players found getting to Square One or Yorkdale is much more easier. But we're blessed compared to other locations to have three stores where most of them don't even have any, you know? Right, so. right. That's fair. I guess it's a good dilemma to have. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the Hyperactive again, do you feel there will be support from Halo uh, to get the NSE in the UK to run uh, Halo for Halo Infinite? NSE is a student-slash-school team-based uh, tournament organization. Never heard of them. 
I haven't heard of them either. Feel it'd be Never heard to of get them. NSE in the UK to run Halo for Halo Infinite. No. Yeah. I've never no heard idea. Of them, so. Okay. Can't comment. Sorry about that, hyperactive. <laughs> uh, hopefully. Uh, SK Anarchist, uh, I'm going to assume this is the last question, Tony. Just let me know. Uh, how do you guys feel about Halo 3 being heavily prioritized over Halo 5? I, is it being heavily? I mean, just specifically in competitive, but I feel like there's a, a bit of a mix of the two. What do you guys think? I think Halo 3, um, yeah, it's just refresh things and make things a bit more fresher. It tries to get people involved in the community and um, the older generation, the likes of uh, Halo 3 kids like myself, um, who take an interest in it again, who maybe grew up watching competitive MLG. Um, you know, it, it, it's something, you know, bring it back. I mean, EU community had its own sort of renaissance with, with a resurgence with, with Halo 3 in its own day again. And it's interesting <laughs> to see a sort of another coming of it. Um, but, uh, no, I think it's, it's not a case of being prioritized. I mean, uh, grassroots, they, you know, they give us grassroots off the back of us having Halo 5 support. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue and say that they're totally on Halo 3 side of things. I mean, we are going to give Halo 3 its own support, but, um, I mean, Halo 5's run its course in terms of its lifespan. I mean, we're now usually Halo has three-year cycles compared to like Call of Duty games with right. three-year cycles. I mean, it's it's like kind of run its own course, and it's kind we're of in year four right thing. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from my point of view, it's yeah, Halo 5. You had three years of it. You had enough of it, and it w- you would be able to continue to go forward if there were, we had some new. I guess you say there's a rotation of new maps coming in, a rotation of something mm-hmm. to keep it fresh. And unfortunately, right now, there wasn't anything to be able to keep it fresh and new. Where we, when you're watching Halo 5, everything just started getting repetitive. Everyone knew all the strategies. It wasn't as thrilling as it was during its first year. And Halo 3 had the same thing during its period. When you got from 2008 to 2011, what well, you're seeing in 2011, it's like, okay, PTS, okay, 10-minute standoffs, here sure, we go. Yeah. You know, and you're having that in Halo 3. It's just, yeah. like I said, most people favored that from the past nowadays, but it's the most favored because, like you said, now we have a combination of old generation players and new generation players who are used to sprint abilities. And those players, as you see, are not switching over to Halo 3 because it's just so much of an adjustment that they're so far behind all mm-hmm. the players. So, yeah, it is sort of an issue, but... Should they completely abandon Halo 5? No, and I think there should be a good good little balance. So usually, like at Dream Towns, Dallas maybe still have like a small Halo 5 event on the side for those mm. people who want to have Halo 5 because there's people who have been grinding for that the last three years. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I think the prioritization on the classic Halo side of things, not even just Halo 3, but all of those titles, like, like I think it, it deserves to be there. MCC was an initiative that, that came up back in 2015 and just did not, you know, land in the market in the way that it was supposed to. And I think they're finally doing right by this community. I think that Halo is a massive franchise. And there's so many people who are passionate about it. And I think doing right by them and, and showcasing that, you know, that they're still there for those fans, I think is so important in building a foundation coming up into Halo Infinite. And the biggest thing I can say is I can't freaking wait until we're all playing one damn game yeah. halo infinite i i think that'll change everything so i mean I think, we've got yeah what's up sorry no I was, I was gonna say i think uh martin touched on it i mean support for the game is gonna be huge especially with infinite i mean yeah. like you look at games like like overwatch um who have new maps and, and new characters and stuff Hopefully something to keep happens, it fresh yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you look back at Halo Five. I mean, there was nothing really. They did add maps, but they weren't they weren't competitive maps. Um, and, and Forge maps, you know, have all their own issues in terms of frame rates and that. So, 
I mean, I think the support needs to be there for, you know, official HCS design maps and, and, and keep, you know, adding those into rotation in terms of your HCS roadmap, roadmap and, uh, and competitive play. Yeah. Uh, or st- stuff like that. I mean, I, I mean, we got like weapons late. We talked about Observer and Forge coming late. We got weapons late as well too. You know, like different rocket launchers and grab hammer and you know all these different things that came in uh, at different stages of Halo 5's life. Um, right. So I mean, we got we sort of you know if we can get that added support throughout Halo Infinite's lifespan, um, then I think the game could last longer than three years. Yeah. One of the things I want to touch upon is, uh, yeah, you said having new characters, new maps, having that refresh, because a lot of people, yes, competitive is mainly the main focus for a lot of people, but you want to keep that population going up. So you want to have something for those casual players to easily want to hop in and play the game. Because right now, if you look at like a Call of Duty or many other games, Halo has a very high barrier of entry for many people. It's a much more difficult game just to sure. pick up and start playing if you're a casual player. Mm-hmm. So one of the big things, split screen, making a comeback, that is massive because that's how most of us learn how to play, playing with other friends, watching what they do, being able to go from there. So, yeah, that's why a lot of people look towards Halo 3 because they had not only a great competitive scene, but it had a, such a great focus on the social scene. Some of the great for, Forge maps came from there. A lot of great content came from there as well. So it's just being able to find that balance because although we want to think just competitive, we want to make sure that we are finding a way to bring in new players to grow to get to the competitive scene. Right, right. People love Halo for so many different reasons, and uh, and Halo 3 was a complete package from the get-go, and I think that was so important, especially for its time, and there was nothing quite like it. So, so yeah, I mean, hopefully that, that continues, uh, like that kind of support continues. Hopefully Infinite is, is positioned as basically like a service, like an ongoing conversation between developers and community, and they're constantly adding it, and it's built on a foundation, like the Slipspace engine is something that is that is scalable, that can that's malleable, that can be changed. Uh, you know, maybe not in massive dramatic ways, but they can make those incremental changes on the fly and continue to improve the game and, and to keep that conversation going with the community. I think they're doing everything they can to set up that groundwork. It's just, you know, it's just execution now. Let's see it happen. We're, we're playing the waiting game. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, you guys are doing great things. I, I think it's inspiring that you guys are, are growing these communities. No matter what Halo is going through, you're doing it just based off passion for the game. It doesn't, you know, you're not coming in with the big expectations. You're starting small and you're confident in that and just doing it for, you know, for the, the relationships, the camaraderie, the, the everything that comes from that and, and the passion for Halo. So I think that's amazing. You guys deserve to be part of the program. I'm happy that you're a part of it. And I can't wait to see what kind of events come in the future. Hopefully just bigger, better things come from Halo as we warm up for uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. No problem. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Awesome. Yeah, make sure to keep it in eye. I know Twitch is main folks, but we're going to be doing a lot of our events on Mixer. So make sure to tune in on Mixer.com slash GT Halo for all of our upcoming stuff. A lot of big things coming with GT Halo and Mixer. Perfect. Kalen, where can we find you? Uh, Europa Halo, uh, everything. Europa Halo, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Just have a look for us anywhere. We're all over the place now at this stage. Just passed 1,000 followers on Twitter. I know uh, GT yeah. Halo, what about you guys? You, uh, you got to catch know. up. Yeah, you know what? Again, we had this conversation. It's not about the number of followers. It's the quality. It's the quality. And think about this. Europe, Europe, Toronto, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a win for Halo, regardless. Yeah. You know? And being able to for them to support communities is a massive thing, because without communities and without a local scene, Halo can't grow. 
Not, not as not as well, at least. I mean, no. I, I, know, I know somebody like Ninja could grow Halo by himself, but <laughs> that's, that's <a> little... <laughs> but there's only one of him. As many of you guys and you guys at the foundation, you're bringing new people into the scene, so that's so great to see. Thank you once again, guys, for joining me on the show. Thanks. Thank you. And that covers today's episode of HCS Weekly. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. And, of course, as always, at the end of the episode, we have our grassroots giveaway. Tony, give me the winner. Who was it? Who do we got? I'm, I'm sitting waiting here in the Discord chat until he types it out to me. Remember, guys, it was exclamation, marks, grass, exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. You've entered yourself in the contest to win a BR skin and a nameplate. And all I'm doing is looking at Discord, waiting for Tony to send me the winner. Uh, there he is. Uh, it says, I must be Sydney. I must be Sydney wins the, the Brassroot skin and nameplate. Congratulations. Uh, enjoy your new goodies. And that will close off the show for today. Of course, guys, you can support the show by checking out our merch as well. Throw that up. Of course, anything that you buy here not only supports the show, it supports me as well. And as usual, I would highly appreciate that. That closes our show for today, guys. Stay tuned. We got big plans coming up in the future weeks to come. We've got a brand or we've got a big Halo event May 31st. It's going to be so exciting, and I can't wait to see what happens there. Can't wait to see more of you guys next week.